Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is a story that is what I call a must-read, absolute must-read, because uh, the information in it is shocking. And if you had a baby over the last 30 years uh, at North York General Hospital, you probably want to sit down. So this is running in the Toronto Life, uh, the, the latest edition. And they're running this investigative piece. It literally, I had to read it three times because I was left stunned. Because what it exposes is that over the last, what, 30 years, so three decades, a prominent and highly regarded obstetrician was delivering as many babies as possible, all for money. And if the woman was not even ready to go into labor. That didn't seem to matter. It was all about his schedule, his building, what he could get away with, and the best amount of money he could bill OHIP. And if it was done secretly, you know, by giving women pills to induce labor, so be it. But when the numbers of women started going into sudden labor, it's thanks to nurses who would... uh, kind of start seeing the many, many red red flags, one of those being a foreign powder that was found in one woman's vagina. And that's, of course, when a lot of alarm bells started sounding. But his name is Dr. Shun. And as I read this investigation, you know, I'm not only left wondering, because I've really just glossed over the details, you're, you're left wondering how many women's lives did he destroy? How many babies were put at risk? But why didn't anyone in charge do anything? It's nuts. Let's bring in Michael Lista. He's a Toronto-based writer. He is the investigative writer on this piece, which is in Toronto Life, and I urge you to read it. Good to have you with us. Pleasure to be here. So you wrote this piece, and first of all, the level of detail in this piece cannot be under, um, you know, underestimated. I, I have to think this piece would have taken months to put together with the witness testimony, people coming forward with testimonials, and just finding the court documents, because um, people might not realize getting any information out of the Ontario College of Physicians and Surgeons or anything like this is near impossible. You know, I, I, I come from a crime reporting background, so I deal with, you know, murder trials and con men and arms dealers, and it's, it's much easier to get information about a murderer in Toronto from a court than it is to get information about a doctor from yeah. the College of Physicians and Surgeons. Which is very troubling because, you know, we're in Canada, we're supposed to be, you know, a developed nation. And and when you read some of the practices that Dr. Shun is accused of, this stuff is not supposed to happen in this country. But essentially take us through the investigation, because I really don't give details. But this doctor was trying to deliver basically as many babies as possible to make as much money as possible. That's right. So, so Dr. Shuin was a was a um, highly regarded OBGYN. He had been at the North York General Hospital for thirty years. He he taught at the University of Toronto. He was also a gynecological oncologist, um, uh, esteemed by his colleagues um, and even by by many midwives in Ontario um, for a long time until um, beginning in um, two thousand thirteen. 
there were three incidents that that began to alarm his staff. First of all, um, nurses started to notice that more of Schuwen's patients, um, at-term pregnant patients, were coming in on the weekend than on the weekday. Now, this was odd in part because Saturday was also the day that Dr. Schuwen took call. Um, and what it turns out he was doing is that he was surreptitiously, without their consent, inducing his at-term patients um, using a drug that's called misoprostol, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly dangerous um, drug. It's half of the recipe of a medical abortion. Right. Um, it's not recommended for this use by the FDA. It's against North York General Hospital policy. And what um, uh, what eventually happened is that three times his nurses found the remnants of a powdery pill half dissolved in the vagina of, of his laboring patients. Um, uh, it, it triggered an investigation, and what his medical um, uh, interrogator later decided was that um, he couldn't rule out what's called pecuniary reasons for Shun having done this. In other words, Shun was doing it in order to make more money off um, his patients by delivering the babies on the weekend when you can bill OHIP a couple hundred dollars more per birth. Right, because as you read, you get a very clear picture that this guy, you know, if you were having a baby and it wasn't on his timeline, it was a, he became very angry and would just make you have the baby. I mean, he wanted to deliver as many babies in a day as he could. And, of course, on the weekend, as you mentioned, you can bill OHIP a couple of hundred dollars more. So I think you get about $700 per baby. So, you know, if he can get them to go that day, he can bill more money. That's that's exactly right. I mean, it's... It... <laughs> You know, I, I, as I mentioned, you know, being a crime reporter, you deal with a lot of dark stories. But this was, at least to me, the darkest story I've ever reported. Well, yeah, because as a woman uh, who's had a baby, you know, the trust that you put with your doctor of not just your life, but your baby's life um, is everything. It's paramount. Well, that's, yet, so, that's what's yeah. so scary, if I can just interject yeah. for a second. So, so you know, it, 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 this was essentially... Um, what, what it looked like is is a financial scam that was run on the bodies of some of the most vulnerable people in our society. A woman giving birth at that moment is as vulnerable as a person can be. Um, what's what's so terrifying is that not only was this drug that he was using misoprostol, not only was it was it against um, North York General Hospital policy, but using it um, on a woman who's at term comes with the potential side effects of of a torn uterus, Mm -hmm. uh, which could require a hysterectomy, meaning you would be infertile for the rest of your life, the death of the baby, and even the death of the mother. I mean, this was no small gamble. This This was a gamble with with every single mother and child's life. And what's so terrifying is that Dr. Schuen was delivering more babies at the North York General Hospital than anyone else. Right. The, the numbers we have uh, for one year, 2015 to 2016, he was delivering 700 babies per month, 47% of which were being delivered on the weekend. You don't have to be a statistician to know that that number is fishy. Yeah, and I'm going to move that, my next, uh, you know, I want to get to a couple of other questions before I I get to the section of what the hell, like, why didn't anyone act? But in one case, you know, you read this story about a woman who was uh, induced unknowingly, and then not only induced, but the baby wasn't coming out fast enough, so he just gives her an episiotomy without even asking, and that episiotomy not only ended up, you know, costing, I mean, it, it, it mutilated her private area, she had to have surgery. It was very painful. I mean, the man ripped her apart, and, and she had no idea what had happened. Because, of course, 
you know, she she was frozen from from the waist down. Mm-hmm. So so she herself wasn't induced. This is many years earlier. This is this is in 2008. She was not Shewin's patient. She was another OBGYN's patient. Her labor was lasting so long that that OBGYN handed the patient off to Shewin, who was mm. the doctor on call. And that's exactly right. She she her labor was going slowly. Um, Shuwen was impatient to go to um, another scheduled um, procedure, and he gave this woman an an episiotomy without asking her, um, which which is against um, uh, Canadian legislation. Your doctor has to secure your permission in order for him to do this procedure, and the effects were devastating. She complained to the College of Physicians and Surgeons. Their complaints committee found that that Shuin had not secured consent. They gave him a warning, mm-hmm. but because of the way the our, that the CPSO worked, it wasn't until 2015, moving forward, that any of those cautions would be made public. So in other words, even though Shuin had been cautioned for not securing consent, there was no way for any woman who might be interested in having Shuin as her doctor to know that he had had this problem. It's incredible. Uh, we're talking to Michael Lista. The piece is called A Doctor's Deception in Toronto Life. It's a must-read, especially if you've had a baby in North York General over the last 30 years. You know, you talk about this doctor. He's so highly regarded and reputable, and then you, you read his behavior. He sounds like a child. You know, he's screaming at people, temper tantrums. I mean, uh, hiding charts from nurses to, to kind of uh, prove a point. I mean, it begs the question, why did no one in management ever reprimand this guy? Well, um, it looks like his supervisor um, at a, a number of points did try and warn him. Um, what's odd is that so, so um, the, the most concerning issue is why it took three, the discovery of three misoprostol pills mm-hmm. without any indication for them on the chart, without ever having even informed his patients that he was going to induce them this way. It took three times before one of those pills was tested. Um, after one of the times, um, the supervisor uh, of Dr. Schuin, um, he, you know, he asked Schuin if if he knew where this pill came from, and Schuin said, "No, I don't." And so the supervisor decided, in the face of you know Schuin's denial, there's nothing we can do. The pill was kept, and was later tested after after yet another um, pill was found. Um, but they, they had two previous opportunities to catch Shuin doing this this incredibly dangerous and, and selfish thing, and nothing was done. It, it is incredible how long this went on. And one of my big frustrations with uh, dealing with the College of Physicians and Surgeons is that it is... It is so, it's not transparent at all. And I find that they drag their feet. And so you look year after year after year to your reporting and and all the warning signs were there. There were more than enough complaints. There were more than enough um, issues that were were waving the red flags. Why hasn't this been treated criminally? Why hasn't there been any action? And why did it take so long for them to get rid of him? I mean, unfortunately, I'm I'm not in the position to answer right. that that question. What I can tell you is that I did speak to a detective um, uh, about what sort of liability Shuin could mm-hmm. criminal liability Shuin could face, um, uh, and you know, she said there was uh, there was assault. Yeah. Um, there was the administration of a noxious substance, which is the same charge you give someone who's date raped somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if even one of those mothers or babies died. Um, it could be homicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, this—it's not an insignificant matter. Um, 
you know, as as to why no charge has ever been brought, I, I you know, I can't tell you. And what does the hospital say? Well, we asked or them, not say is more probably. Succinct. I mean, they, you know, yeah. they conducted an investigation that led to um, that led to Shuin's downfall. They tested the pill. They they confronted him. Um, he denied it at first, and then he admitted it. Yes, sure, I was I was at, um, uh, um, inducing women against their will. Yeah. But you know what? I was doing yeah. a favor. I thought that was actually quite a take. It's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'll follow my sword, and yeah, yeah, I sh- I'll, I'll just not do it again. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, at first he said, yeah, I, I promise not to do it again, right? Um, but, but then after that, he said, look, you know what? I'm doing these guys a favor. You know, with all this Canadian healthcare red tape, it's mm-hmm. such a pain yeah. to, you know, to have to, to have to book an induction because, you know, the hospital's busy. They might cancel it or reschedule you. You know, this is, this is good for women. Which I, I, you know, I, I, I just found incredible. Um, that, that, you know, after that, they referred him to the discipline committee of the College of Physicians and Surgeons, um, which revoked his license. But we asked the hospital afterwards. We said, look, Shuin admitted um, in his CPSO interview that he'd been doing this for years. Mm. The problem was that he, you know, the very nature of the of the of the um, uh, of the uh, the way that Schumann was doing it was that he wouldn't mark in the charts that they had been induced, right? That's the whole yeah, point. Yeah. So you fool not just the patient, not just the staff, but you fool any future investigator. So I asked them, are you going back and looking at um, at how many women and children may be, may be um, affected? And what the hospital said was that they reviewed documentation <laughs> for a number of years and, and couldn't find um, you know, any bad outcomes. But the problem is that it won't be in the documentation. Yeah, of course. Ways, right? It's so, going to take a lot of these women hearing about your story and maybe coming forward. So I don't. I, I wish I, you, I, ha- yeah. I have heard from a number of people since the story went live yesterday who say that um, they they think they were one of Shewan's victims. Oh, and oh, I'm, I bet you have. I'm and, sure I'll hear more. And I bet you are going to have a part two because I have a feeling that there's no way this story can be over. It shakes the core. Given we had the case out in the East Coast of of another nurse now alleged to have uh, induced labor. I mean, this can't happen. And so it raises a lot of really troubling questions. The work is excellent. Thank you. And I will uh, absolutely be following it along because I was shocked when I heard the time span and the number of, uh, you know, egregious uh, uh, examples. And yet the blind eye was turned. And thankfully, those nurses pushed. uh, They are the heroes of this story. Unbelievable. Michael Lissa, thank you so much for joining us. I'll uh, continue following. It was terrific work. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. The piece is called A Doctor's Deception. It is in this month's Toronto Life. I'm not kidding when I tell you. It's a must read because it is shocking to see what was, you know, essentially undermining the entire medical system. But, you know, as Michael points out of women, they had no idea this was going on. This story is not over. I guarantee you that.